The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hi, and welcome to The Bike Goes On with Brian Casey and Sandra Bernstein. Hey, Brian. What's up, Sandra? Not much. You know, I'm so excited to introduce to you my friend Steve Sando from Rancho Gordo Beans. Steve, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And how did you get into the bean biz? Um, it was, I turned 40, believe it or not, and I thought, you're a screw up. Like I'd done a million jobs. Oh my God. <laughs> that I had given up 100%. Great start to a story. <laughs> yeah. And it, gives, it goes downhill from there. So it does not. Pop a cork and let's let me go into it. Now, I'd, I had worked at Esprit, the clothing company, in the early 80s. I'd uh, traveled a lot. I was an early web designer and I, was, I published a zine. I was doing background music for uh, companies. And everything almost made it. And then finally, I thought, you can't keep doing this. I can't keep reinventing myself. I'm going to get literally a job at Target. And I think if I have a garden, I'm going to be okay. And that was really as ambitious as I was when I first started. That is awesome. And you know, between Knapp and Sonoma, growing things is pretty easy. We've got incredible soil and weather. And I erroneously felt I had a gift for gardening and farming. Is this where you're from? I grew up in Sausalito, believe it or not. Oh, my goodness. Intimate details. Yes. Uh And I'm a Tam High graduate from Mill Valley. Yeah. So you're like, you're a real California person. Yes, Brian's yeah. a real California yeah. person too. Petaluma. Petaluma. Born and raised. Wow. Yeah. yeah. No, and my father was a lifeguard in San Clemente and my mother was a beach bunny in the 50s and they used to go to Howard Rumsey's Lighthouse and listen oh to modern jazz or West Coast jazz. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. What's a beach bunny? Well, you'll have to ask You have mother. to imagine <laughs> yes. what a beach bunny is. I'm surprised that you didn't figure that out. Like immediately, beach bunny. Hmm. Well, I have my... <laughs> You have, I have an inkling about it. <laughs> she, she, she was very active at the beach. And that was her life. Was okay. hanging out at the yeah. pool. I, I love. I can like visual the whole thing, and it's it's actually I visualize it retro, and your well, yes. style is very retro. I think so, and yeah. I think it's also to me it's classic American. So yes. I, I don't know when I so I was doing the farming, the bean tomatoes led to beans, and then uh, I thought what do I want to look at in my pantry so that's where the style part goes I just thought my whole life I've been trying to make money for other people in different gigs and I thought you know I'm just doing this for me what do I want to when I open the pantry what is it I want to look at and that's where the look came from yeah yeah it's um and you've been consistent the whole time um distinguishable your brand thank you and again it's because I'm trying to please myself not chase sales <laughs> more but, of us yeah. should do that yeah. but what was the starting point what was the first bean or beans that you decided to work with well i first started with tomatoes and i really wanted to do every heirloom mexican tomato i could find Whoa. so i went did a lot of research and when i finally had enough i actually thought i'll take them to the farmer's market and really people don't care it was kind of heartbreaking this is 17 years That's ago right. i don't think it's much better now yeah. but maybe a little they just want to know the word heirloom is in there Right. And maybe they know the Cherokee or right. the Red Russians, but right. really they don't. Right. They just want to know that it's an heirloom. But for me, so I'd had all these different varieties. But in Napa, they really don't ripen until the end of August. So I thought, well, I'll just do beans and that'll carry me through until the tomatoes ripen. Because I like beans. Interesting. And, and then when you do beans, so like this, like the ones that climb up on the fence and then you're taking the pods and then you're drying them. Well, yes, you dry them in the fields. In the field. You let them just dry right on the... Well, commercially, what we do is we, at the end of the season, uh, row cutters happen. They cut them at the base, and then they um, let them dry in the field and die, basically. And the pods go from green with white beans to tan with these insane colored beans. Right. And my personal theory is this is their way of telling the farmer, look at me, save me, I'm pretty. <laughs> right, exactly. And it's never Take worked for me, <laughs> but it has worked very well for the beans. <laughs> I keep trying though. So. So, but, so when you harvest, you actually harvest the entire plant. Well, You're you cutting know, it down at the... Well, once it's dry, we've got this, uh, is it Rube Goldberg who had the nutty machines? Oh, I don't I don't know. Know. or is it Walter Mitty? I always mix the two. Oh, Walter Mitty is the fantasy. Right. So it's Rube Goldberg. Okay. So this machine comes up there, and the whole plant comes up a conveyor belt, shaking the whole time, and the pods go in one area, and the plant actually gets spit back into the soil as green manure. This is fabulous. Even, yeah, it's a great yeah. plant anyway. Yeah. And then the beans go on conveyor belts to shake, and then one side goes into. Uh, a holding place and how do how do you replant then 
Beans are seeds. Do they, do they, so they basically regenerate? No, no, you've taken the whole thing. We, okay. we, we plant them in you rows. You plant it again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is as if they're seeds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so you're always planting the same beans in the same area pretty much? Well, we like to rotate. Okay. And we now have, I mean, it's embarrassing. I mean, it used to be just me on a, two acres in Napa, and now we probably have 15 farmers oh, doing all that stuff. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. And that's w- awesome. We used to have just a few farmers trying to do all of the different varieties, but now we've really, like, we want everyone to make money, and the more the yield, the better it is, so... Each farmer has one at two at the most, That's and they get fabulous. to specialize in those. Yeah. And then, do you are you always searching for new bean farmers? Yes, that's a very <laughs> so horrible here in California, especially. Okay. Because not to paint with too big a brush, but right. It just these guys are used to making a certain amount of money, and the romance of farming isn't right. what I would hope it was like yeah. I kept thinking I'm in it for the long term I really want to build these relationships but it's very hard it's very Fine. hard yeah so we also do Washington and Oregon as oh, in addition to the fantastic. Central Valley and then one bean we had is was runner cannellini and it was a large runner bean that every year that it kept shrinking the size really? got smaller the crop got worse and I thought okay we can't keep doing this because it was all right one of our top sellers so that who makes and the, I love those beans. Actually, yeah. I love those beans. Yeah, no, it's sad. But, <laughs> like, but I who makes the best? Uh, who grows the best white runner beans? And I thought, well, the Italians really. Yeah. Oh, so we interesting. Went, so we went looking in Italy, and there's no production. <laughs> it's all in Poland. Oh my goodness! So we so actually the Italians have, import the beans from Poland. Yes, I mean there are little economic there are communities, but they're really not set up for export or. They don't have probably an American business sense that I would have appreciated. Interesting. Yes, and the Polish people are, the farmers we have there are great, and they're really excited, and they do it all by hand. So our Royal Uh, Coronas are those big, fat white beans, beans. and they're from Poland. So it's very funny because it's a bean from Oaxaca, Mexico, bred by the Italians, grown in Poland, and then shipped back to North America. That's like a Polish joke, (laughs) right? Well, does, that, does that have to do with the... So I would think in Napa, rather than grow beans, you probably want to grow Cabernet. Probably get a little more money. Uh, sure. And then maybe yeah. in Italy, you probably want to grow Greco de Tuvo or Chianti <laughs> or something. And, and so Poland, I, I can't really think of as an outstanding I, wine region. Maybe beans uh, just make sense for them uh, economically. Well, sure. I mean, any place that there's space. I mean, you yeah. need space to grow right. beans. So, yeah. And I think and California And does the weather to... matter? Oh, sure. It does. Yeah. So, no, and runner beans yeah. don't like it too hot right. night and day. They, that's why mm-hmm. they really prefer a more coastal right. thing. Like like uh, Pinot Noir. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's so funny. I'm in Napa because it reminds me of growing up in Marin in the 70s when I first got there. And I just have a real no connection or attachment to the wine industry right, at all I, know. I think it's a pretty place that there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of very nice people and i just Do you like a glass of wine every once in a while oh no sure yeah, yeah. Or two. no but it, uh, yes yeah. i have to well b- it's, bite my it's tongue, very yes. it's different and we talk about um you know i'm coming from the east coast and very like suburbia introduction to food like by acme the supermarket or wawa um, Brian comes from, you know, real farm to table when you were young and mom went to this store and that store and got the eggs at the chicken, you know. And so we kind of intersect in this place where now because I'm here 25 years and my roots are here, um, now I'm kind of farm to table, whatever that is. But um, but it's parallel. Wine business is so parallel to sure. any kind of farming kind of look at it as agriculture. Really. No, and I, it's really easy to criticize the wine business because there's a lot of open right. areas. But if it right. were for the wine business, we might be Walnut Creek. I don't it, know that for sure, yeah, but there's knows? a good chance. Yeah. So uh, we all have to work together to make exactly. <laughs> and, exactly. And I thank everybody who's involved in it. Yeah. No, yeah. but honestly, the other thing is it's so romantic to garden is if yes. you've ever gardened. Like putting a seed in the ground and watching it happen is just the most miraculous thing it is it's incredible it's incredible it's like well it's got they're all god's miracles yeah i mean no but i used to think <laughs> like i'm helping god <laughs> I i'm his middleman <laughs> well i never understood the price of gold because what do you do with it it just looks pretty i always thought a seed or a bean should have been the it should be the most valuable thing on the planet because from it comes food sustenance I well mean, the, i think but, monsanto agrees with you now well they've got yeah, a little yeah, different yeah. business right. model going on um 
<laughs> no, but it is true. And the funny thing is, so I did this for a few years. I mean, I'll get right back to that. In the, um, and it just grew and grew and grew. And my idea of a good time would be to go to Mexico and go to uh, markets and meet usually older indigenous women who would have these beans that would freak me out every time. So I was going there saying, oh, I want to buy some of these so I can grow them in the United States. Well, apparently that is the most offensive thing I could have possibly done. Oh my to who? Goodness. To the, to the growers. Women. Because the beads, that's what they have are these seeds. And that's the they understood more than I did. The right. value of it was the seed. Right. Oh, I get it. So what? So how'd you? We switched it and said, you know, we'll buy your crop. And, okay, and, and then go. you got your own seeds. right, and they but even that was hard because they look at me. It's like, oh yeah, some fat gringo, and I'm gonna come out ahead. No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. So it took it took years of really negotiating and developing relationships. Yes. I'm sure. And you know, right now Oaxaca's white hot, or Mexico City's white hot, and what is it going to be next year? And I think they instinctually know that. It's like. I had to somehow convince them I'm different. I really am a bean freak. And, and I, I care. I care, and I'm in it for the long run. I don't want to make a quick sale. I really want to develop this relationship right. so that everybody can win. Right. So it, it's not for every indigenous farmer in Mexico to do, and it's right. certainly not for every you know importer. We were lucky that we all met each other and yeah. had that work out. Yeah, it's you have just grown such an incredible business. I mean, and, I was saying Steve's is the bean guy. I mean, there are no <laughs> other bean men. Oh, I've I've not worked at a restaurant where we didn't carry Rancho Gordo beans. I know the girl in the fig, uh, Jeremy, your, one of your yeah, chefs, oh, and yeah. I was a running joke. We always uh, loved it when we had Rancho Gordo beans on the uh, bistro plot because I would stop the entire meeting when he said there was Rancho Gordo beans and ask, "Does everyone know what that means?" So I'd say sweet. no. I said it means fat ranch. <laughs> And at Sante at the Fairmont at the Sonoma Mission Inn, we use Rancho Gordo beans as well. I think on our rabbit dish is what we're uh, using it for. And we do a Oaxacan mole sauce. Yeah, on the and rabbit. everybody wants to name your beans. Isn't that fun? You know what's so scary? Uh, well, not scary, but so, I don't even know what's going on in the wholesale. <laughs> they, we have a customer service person who takes the orders and we ship them. Right. And I always say whenever we get a new account, we'd love to share recipes so we can put it on our newsletter. But no one getting right. a recipe Who out of a chef time? is exactly. like, it's easier. There are other yeah. things that are much easier to do. Oh, now. but speaking of your website, incredible website. Talk about information. So I've been watching your videos, which run the gamut. Everything from The Lonely Bachelor, <laughs> you coming home and just wanting to do a quick five to ten minute meal to you have this woman from Sinaloa that makes this incredible oh, bean dish. Great? I mean, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Just and anyone that isn't real familiar, if you didn't grow up eating beans or if you just had beans in burritos right. um, or maybe, you know, people had a lentil soup or something like that. But there is so many uses. And I love that you have those videos where it's just uh, very simple, very friendly, um, not very technical. And I, you're not a big measuring guy, I noticed. No, or cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. Yeah. <laughs> One day. Yeah. yeah. No, I love your stove. Oh, and then you, you. then you also followed up with all the different recipes and cookbooks and and that one I think Sandra's got in front of her is great from uh, George Ann Brennan. Yeah. It's Brent, the new one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the hardest part of this job is people think, have a preconceived idea about beans. And usually it's, I don't really like them. I don't really want anything to do with them. Right. Or we ate them during the Depression. That's the last thing I want right. now. Or I could never cook them. So uh, I remember when I first started with the farmer's markets, my fantasy was we'd be discussing what region of France you should make your cassoulet bean from. Right. And it really was, so how long do I soak them? I mean, they just, we really had to start at zero. And that's the hard part. And the good part about doing the farmer's markets is you go from someone who can't even boil water to people who are upset because you don't have that regional bean from France. Yeah. So I think the farmer's market years were really helpful as hard as they were um, to, <laughs> to uh, learn what people yeah. need to know. And I think, you know, the hardest part too is you know i'm we were talking earlier about off camp off mike about how you just create your own world and you live very happily in it but i'm not wasn't paying attention young people do not know how to cook and not, by right. young people i mean 20s and 30s not just right. really young yeah and they come into the store and they're just so intimidated by beans because it's how am i going to turn like what do i do and this is a hard as a rock there's no way i'm going to turn this into something creamy and delicious <laughs> right. and you just you use water in a crock pot and then at the minimal, you can do there. it. And then there's a few little fine-tuning things you can do better. But now I realize my mission is to help people cook their Young own food. People. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and these food kits are fine, I guess, but or the delivery services. Yeah. But just, 
I mean, but you lose the basics. Like if that's where yeah. you start, it's like if you never really learn to cook and you go, okay, and you get all your stuff prepped for you. Um, I know. That's like shopping and getting like, your meat on a styrofoam like, exactly, tray wrapped in exactly. plastic. It's yeah, the same. It's not that much different. Yeah. You may as well go out to a restaurant. Yeah. If you don't know how to cut a bell pepper in half and remove the right. seeds, then... I mean, one of the ads said, oh, look at you. You're cooking. It's like, oh, that's so <laughs> yeah, sad. I know. <laughs> really? I know. Did you take all these photos in this book? I did. Yeah. That's so awesome. That's so sweet of you to say. because you know, No, they're beautiful. I was you. like, I looked at the pictures and then I'm like, who was this photographer? And I go back, nice. I'm like, Steve Sando, photographer. <laughs> well, I'm cheap. We don't want to pay for a No, <laughs> they're fabulous. I love it. You know, beans, beans are very photogenic, Sandra. They really no, are photogenic. Oh, my gosh. No, that's the, the opposite of true. But well, you did a good job then. You did a beautiful really job. Nice did colors. you do any, like, fake things? That, no. We no, actually went to George Ann Brennan's house for three days real, and real figured food. out which ones yeah. we'd make and then do it. Yeah. And uh, people may not know, but George Ann Brennan wrote A Pig in Provence. She was... Uh, She's very tied to France, and this new book's called French Beans by George M. Brennan, and it's only available on our website or at our so store. So this is yeah. um, published by Rancho Gordo. So Steve yeah. also has a publishing company. Nice. But Georgianne was one of the early people, one of the first to import European seed into the United States. So she actually just called people in France and said, I want arugula or rocket, which we didn't know what it was right. at that point. And they say that... Oh, the chioga, or is it kioga? Or those, I, don't I know, say the chioga. Beets. The beets yeah. are but definitely it's from probably, her. probably, I'm wrong. And the lachinato kale is from her. You're kidding. No, I mean, eventually wow. it might that have made it. But in the early days, she was really... And she never toots her own horn, which is very uh-huh. funny. So it's really fun to do it for her. So, you But know, the funny thing about the photos is the book before this... I, I, want, I want this right here. Oh, for sure. These beignets, chickpea beignets. Ooh, oh, my God. But I did the photos in the book before, and unsolicited this woman who's a writing coach said it's a great book but you really need to sport for a photographer because you're competing with james beard award winners and the photos are subpar (laughs) oh my god and it was devastating to me so doing this book and we'd already planned to do this so this is uh i I think they're fabulous you know i don't know there's some incredible books out there you're i have one of your books uh actually i have a couple of your books i have the supper book and i have um, I think the fir- that wasn't the first book. Was the supper first book, book was Heirloom Beans? By I have Chronicle. Heirloom yeah. Beans. I have that one, and then I have your supper book. And the yeah. recipes are awesome. They're Thank really you. easy. They work. I mean, but part of the hard hard the hard part of this is I just think you should cook beans and have them, and then have a side of them with whatever you eat. And people often want recipe, 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 and it's just right. oh, just shut up and eat. I mean, right. they're delicious. Right. If just they're heirlooms, it, yes. Oh, and I was going to say... Do you have beans every day? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. But what I like to do (laughs) (laughs) on Sundays, I cook a pound of beans. I also roast a bunch of vegetables that I have. I love tossing them in olive oil, throwing them on a sheet pan, and pretty much any vegetable, you can go 10 minutes, shake it, and then do six more minutes, shake it again, and take it out, and you're done. And From rapini to carrots to anything, pretty much. And so... My refrigerator then is full for stuff for the week, and I have a 17-year-old son who makes his own meals now. And uh. it's and between the two of us, you can make soup. I mean, with it's almost like having a palate of right. things. So the whole idea of making beans to make an elaborate recipe just seems nuts to me sometimes. Right. So, just, so you have them ready to go, and yes, then you can yeah. a la minute make what you want to make. And I make them super simple because you never know what you're going to do with them. Right. And if they're heirlooms, that's fine. And right. I'm a confirmed omnivore, but I really believe vegan beans are the best way to go. Onion, garlic, maybe a little olive oil, a bay leaf if you have it, not if you don't, mm-hmm. and then that's it. And mm-hmm. then I think that with heirlooms, now if they were kidney beans from the grocery mm-hmm. store, I wouldn't do that. Right. I would want a ham hock, right. I think. Right. Yeah. Not that mm-hmm. I'm opinionated, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, and are, are, are all of the beans grown outside or are some done in a greenhouse environment? Oh, no, no. It's all out. Huge fields. It's it takes out. acres. So if you've ever grown them at home, you would have a long, long row and maybe get a pot of beans at the end of the season. It's wow. not right. really worth it. No. We have here, they we have some bush beans that crawl up the fence. And I feel like it's more of an effort for them to get the beans off. Yeah. That... It's never, I mean, it might be one day's worth of beans. Right. And the funny thing is there's a point when shell beans are really popular in September usually. Right. And um, we 
lose sales because all the chefs stop calling us, but it's only for a week when they, because <laughs> exactly. then they have to realize how expensive there it is to go. have someone exactly. sit there and shell them. Like, yes, these yeah. are our house grown. Right. And people beans. don't know. So the bean yeah. starts out as a flower. That's also edible and gorgeous. Mm -hmm. In the early spring, it's really fun to do. Or if it's the end of the season and they're still coming, you can use those and put them in salads. Mm -hmm. Then you get a green, green bean, which is like a string bean, and usually mm -hmm. they are stringy, so you have to de-string them right. unless they've been bred for that. And then it turns into kind of a shelling bean where you would open the pod and then eat the beans. And then finally they dry, and then they're dried beans. But you can eat them at any stage. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool. And what's the growing season, like typically? Spring to fall. Okay. Yes. So, but if you're in Mexico or you're somewhere else, your season's different. Well, it's actually close because, but they have no. We have to use irrigation, so they don't right. use irrigation. So right. it's pretty comparable. Okay. To okay. Certain parts of Mexico that you can get to uh, harvests in a year, but that's kind of rare. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Bumper crop. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I know a big passion of yours is people sort of finding out about food that was here originally instead of Definitely. always wanting to eat foods from other parts of the world. <laughs> you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, I'm a little calmer now. But when I first yeah. started, <laughs> when I, first started <laughs> I met some guy who was making balsamic vinegar here. And I thought, well, that tradition's really secure in Italy. And yet you don't know what a riozape is. And that's right. food that's from here. And my goal early on was to make that as common as balsamic vinegar i failed miserably but i there are a lot of people you know it's so great so i don't want to say that any napa can, it's closed-minded but we'd get people coming in complaining about the mexicans with the ice cream trucks and their bells like literally this was in the newspaper when i first moved there and i'm like what have i done i'm in the wrong place because yeah. people you know they're selling the paletas yes. it's, it's the sweetest yeah. thing but yes. there were too many bells and now the women come in those same women and I, we would have said blue-haired women, you know, years ago. Right. Now they don't do that. But <laughs> they are asking for the beans from Michoacan, or they want the beans from Hidalgo. Like they actually know that Mexico has states, what region they're from. So I think that's really subtle, but it, it's really cool. It's, well, and it's changing. Yeah. And I think I mean people really do want to know where their food comes from. But everybody, not just yes, foodies. Exa exactly. That's what's cool too. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's pretty yeah. nice. Um, but no, I really was focusing on new world food. Food, so things that were indigenous to the Americas. But then in this era of sensitivity, which really isn't a bad thing, you know, as a, a white male, I can't really say too much, but uh, someone said, well, it's not new world to the people that were already here. Right. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so we, we're just Rancho Gordo now. We used to be Rancho Gordo, new world, specialty food, a little more and more. Okay. We're just doing Rancho Gordo. But because of that, I'm not as limited. And which is why we introduced black eyed peas, which really are right. from Africa, and lentils, which are from the Middle East, and we're able to Expand. do more things. But I still like focusing on uh, our indigenous food culture. So even if ingredients aren't 100% from here, they're right. incorporated completely. Right. And I think it's okay. I mean, even with the restaurant, I'm like, everything comes from within, I don't know, you know, in our area. Except for our Prince Edward Island mussels that come from yeah. the East Coast. And I wouldn't want to have the menu without them because I love them. And if I'm serving mussels, those are the mussels I want to serve personally. Um, but, yeah, they can't be from right here. Yeah. So I think it's okay. No, I, it, yeah, yeah, I'm not. And the other thing I sadly found out is people really didn't care about the new world. Right. Of it. it was really my well, some interest. Some people yeah. care. Yeah. Some but, people, yeah. But mostly people are like, why don't you have black eyed peas? I want them for New Year's, and you're the bean guy, like you right. say. So it just, I, so yeah. we do it. Well, but, what about your red corn? Was that something that was indigenous? You could yeah. do a red popping corn, right? It's yeah. A, that looked really interesting. It's not red when it's popped, but it's red when it starts, correct? Exactly. And it actually is whiter than white once it's popped. Yeah. And it's wow. uh, a smaller kernel, which I, I found out some people don't like. They really prefer a big woody per kernel. Wow. And this is a smaller moisture kernel. And I have heard that if you do it in duck fat, it's awfully good. But oh. it sounds far too indulgent for me. <laughs> Anything so in duck in fat I know. is amazing. Yeah. No, so when you're and frying salt. it, and, mm. yeah, and salt, then you don't need yeah. to butter it after. No. My wife uses coconut oil. Yes, that's good too. Yeah. yeah. Actually, my daughter got popcorn last night because she went in for uh, braces today. Mm. Uh, so, so last night, to, she her had last her final day of everything she wasn't going to be right. able to eat. So uh, right. I, was, I was 
then a little disappointed when I noticed your red popping corn because I wanted to turn her on to it. But yeah, uh, you'll have to wait how many maybe, years? Maybe a year. <laughs> okay. oh, that's not so bad. We have plenty. <laughs> no. we'll, we'll save some more. Oh, that's pretty funny. And so at this point, how many different beans do you have? We, um, we're growing 25 varieties wow. here and importing 10. And how much wow, space 35. is that then? How many? How much uh, land are you farming? I should know, but I've, I've I mean, passed 10, that on. I mean, 10, 20 acres, something like that? Oh, no, hundreds. Hundreds? No, no, no. Oh, yeah. he's like a major, he is the <laughs> bean man. Well, we're producing, Ryan, I do know we you, did. You just thought I like brought anybody <laughs> to our table. This is like a serious. Well, he's got a little box of beans here. He's got a bag of beans. I thought, well, you know. He, what, he didn't feel that guilty to bring you a whole <laughs> truckload. Yeah. <laughs> So you're talking hundreds of acres. How do you, okay, how do you get that much land to grow beans? He has farmers. We have farmers who do it. So we give them the seed at the beginning of the season. Yeah. They grow it and we buy it all back. Wow. And they've, and you've created some sort of model that makes that they're actually able to grow beans and make a living. Yes, but have you, have you seen our prices <laughs> compared to? We're, they're expensive because the, right. part of it is they're great and they're all new crop. We I used to say fresh, but then people got confused. Right. So they're right. they're new crop beans. They're all they're heirlooms. Vintage. They're vintage beans. Well, except for their that sounds this old. Year's vintage. Yeah, this year's vintage. Yeah, you yeah. found them in the back of your right. pantry. It's this yeah. year's vintage. Right. And and the they're, they're nouveau. Exactly. Beans nouveau. <laughs> but the yield on heirlooms is much less than on commodity beans. Mm-hmm. And there's a place for commodity beans. Sometimes you, mm. if you're cooking at a potluck and you have 50 people, you probably don't want to do heirlooms unless you really love them. Right. But pintos would be fine, and pintos mm-hmm. are a great bean. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people to feed, and a lot of we need cheap protein, and that definitely is, fits the bill. But heirlooms are harder to grow, which is why they're more expensive. Yeah, but and it, great for the soil too, right? I know winemakers plant beans in their in their yes, uh, yeah. vineyards in the off season, uh, sort of good for uh, nitrogen. Uh, well, and also the if it's a rainy year, like it looks like this might be, the nitrogen just leaches away, and when you have mm-hmm. uh, legumes like beans or I guess I think really a lot of them do garbanzos around here mm-hmm. uh, right that they just turn over it which just breaks my heart at the end of the year they turn yeah. it into the, oh I love fresh garbanzo oh, beans so good. I love yeah. fresh garbanzo mm-hmm. and hairy vetch I think is another legume that they do for mm-hmm. turning in the soil but it mm-hmm. it keeps the nitrogen in the soil and fava in yeah, the central yeah. coast there's a lot right. of fava beans yeah yeah, yeah. that they're not my favorite bean, though. Isn't that funny? I know people love them, but yeah, they're a lot of work I, for... I think there's... A, uh, yeah, they're not my favorite either. Yeah, thank you. I like yeah. them once or twice a year, but... Yeah, with someone else preparing them. Yeah, too, exactly. Yeah. Well, actually, we used to joke in the kitchen, like um, like people, brand new prep cooks that would come in, <laughs> <laughs> they would get the box of fava beans. That's great. Like, yeah, let us know when you're done. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's funny talking to Kate Hill, who wrote the Castellet book we did, she said that the original Castellets probably were fava beans because the right. the beans they use are New World beans, right? Or American indigenous right. American beans, yeah. Yeah. Now, have you? I mean, this is going to be far fetched, but have you seen every farm? Oh no, no, no. But no, I have a farm have procurement content. guy who actually speaks that language because there is a farming language right, that I'm I. Sure. And to me, it's like I am a little more romantic than they would prefer. Right. And, and <laughs> like I look on a field of beans and see all these dinners that are about to happen, and they're just looking at yield, 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 right. and it's very hard. So we've got a great guy who is the bridge between the farmer and me. Right. <laughs> but what? How fabulous though! Like I'm like imagining this incredible book, like the book of bean farms. No, and, and bean farms are big and rose and and commercial, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not that. No, great. No romance. No, no, and yeah. it's not like a no. With and with runner beans, we just let right. them run. Right. We don't even stake them. Yeah. So there's, yeah. it's not so interesting. All right. There's well. a there's a great video um, about making cassoulet on the uh, website as well, or, or it's oh, on right. YouTube. Yeah. I I don't know if it's actually on the website, but you can pull it up. And she's very. Um, particular about the way you make cassoulet and it's Kate. Yeah. right yeah, and it's yes, not yes. to use too much meat it is a bean dish and uh, the meat is used as a seasoning for the dish not as the actual main ingredient right. yeah but did you uh, see all the meat she used I mean, yeah. she, she I, says that but and uh, then the picture right she had a couple right. no, she had a couple legs in, yeah. in there so i just um when i was in europe last couple months ago we went to one of my favorite restaurants called bistro de paradou in Paradou, France, near Les Beaux. 
and they they only serve one dish each day. And we went, didn't know the menu. They don't publish it anywhere. They don't even have a website. You can get the number through Facebook or Google Maps or whatever. And I'm like, please let it be Castellet. Please let it be Castellet. And it was Castellet. We were there on a Wednesday. (laughs) And everything is family style. So you go in. Well, we actually ordered uh, escargot, which, like, you don't care about the escargot. You just want the butter and the garlic and the part. Oh, it's so amazing. Then you get um, the first course. I think we had a salad. I think it was like some kind of salad. It was very good, but it was like whatever. And then the cassoulet comes in a big cassoulet mm. clay pot, bubbling. You know, there were two of us at the table. It was about, oh, 14 inches wide, you know, diameter, two or three inches high, loaded. We didn't even make a dent in this cassoulet. Wow. But it had um, rabbit sausage in it. Mm. It had duck confit, like with the bone, um, and a little bit of pork, pork, pork belly. Mm. It had the pork belly in it. But I would say 92% of everything that was in that pot was beans. Oh, that's great. Be- yeah. It was amazing. I'd love to know what bean they used there, too. Oh, that's I funny. know. Yeah. Um, because it wasn't. Yeah, I'm actually not sure. It would yeah. be it would be really curious. I'm going to find out for you. Okay. And then after that, then they bring over this big flat rattan basket with like a dozen cheeses on it, and they just put it on your table. You help yourself to as much cheese as you want, and then they come take it. And then it's time for dessert, and they, the bottle of mm. wine's on the table. It's the best. Could we do that model here? Is that Could, doable? Could we do that model? As a restaurant? John and I have gone back and forth and said, God, I want to do it. I want to do it. And we worry that we would not fare well. Right. And I think people like all their choices. And as a business model on a financial end, if it's successful, it can be, it would be hugely successful. Right. You only have to figure out one thing. One, One meal for the day. You know, and they probably do maybe 200 meals a day they wow. do a lunch and then break and then a dinner and that's all they're making it's all family style they know they make it for two they make it for four the salad comes in a big bowl the do you know how long they've been around they've been around for years they've they've gone down through different families it's a younger part of the generation that has it now two very handsome men running around that restaurant, (laughs) which I totally appreciate. But it's, I mean, I've been there a handful of times and it will, if I'm in that area, I will always go there. I mean, delicious. I I just think it's like being bald and going into a barber saying, I want to look like uh, someone, someone, this uh, George Clooney. And it's like, it's like going to a restaurant. It's like, I'm going to pick what is good to eat. It's like, no, let the chef do it. Right, exactly. But I, I can't think of many things I don't like to eat. And I think that's not really the way most of right. us eat anymore. I think we are picky and we think right. we want the choice and that equals freedom. But I think give the chef freedom. Let them decide right. on some right. level. Well, and then you say, well, you have the menu. You made the choices, but you're making big choices and then letting the consumer choose. Yes. But I, it's, it's just a lot. It's a lot of responsibility. You know, yes. and it's a lot of food, it's a lot of product. I just saw a light bulb over your head. What, a new light bulb? Yeah, and it said Rancho Gordo pop-up. <laughs> oh, that would be fabulous. Wouldn't that be fun? It would be very fun. We could do that at Sweet D. But we'd have to go out at night, right? It, I don't yeah, do that. Oh. <laughs> no, what kidding. if I send you a driver? I'll send you, I'll have you picked up. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, it's actually very yeah. fun. I, yeah. After being so social for so many I'm, years. I'm a home buddy, too. Yeah, no, no. But yeah. I do, like, you know, at the border here between Napa and Sonoma, they checked my papers, and I got right through. It was so you easy. You did. Yeah. Well, I warned them. I, <laughs> yeah. I called ahead of time. I said, please let them through. Let them no. down the mountain. Well, no. we could make you a deal. You could have an Irish goodbye. Sandra is famous for her Irish goodbyes, too. So if you wanted to leave at the end of the pop-up and just kind of slip out it's the back. It's not an Irish our... goodbye. It's a ghost. <laughs> it's oh, called funny. ghosting. No. Oh, is that what it's, that's <laughs> it's what it's called, called now. <laughs> yeah. I didn't ever know, heard of an Irish goodbye. Irish goodbye. That's where you turn around. I don't even say where'd they Oops. go? Oh, they're all gone. <laughs> I haven't heard of either. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I've been. You know, so. I know. I think a well, proper you know, and the thing about that, and this has nothing to do with beans, but you know, saying goodbye to people almost takes as long as saying hello. And it's like yeah. if I've said hello, I don't need to say goodbye too. 
I already said hello. Well, I know. And I it almost takes simple, though. Isn't yeah. it just like, goodbye and thank you? And it's been a lovely evening. <laughs> well, you um, I thank them ahead of time. Yes, but people should yeah. know. Like, if someone's yeah. leaving, don't cling yeah, to them. I don't need. Now's not yes, the time to start right, the big conversation exactly. you should have had. Yeah. At the same time, yeah. yeah that's so funny. We could <laughs> no, write our own book of etiquette. We should. Yeah. yeah. I like yeah. that. But yeah, hundreds of acres. I love the way that sounds. Yes. And then I also just. To, throw everything into more confusion. I have a collection of about 500 Mexican movie posters from the 40s and 50s. They're fabulous. I haven't seen all of them. Where but are they? Are they up? Some in your office? They're all um, over our store in Rancho Gordo in Napa. Amazing. And I, then we did actually, uh, I should have brought it a you little. You do the calendar. Do you still do the calendar? We do a calendar. Oh, I didn't bring you a calendar. Oh, too. Yeah. We get free I calendars. Fabulous I've calendar. had a Rancho Gordo calendar yeah, in the probably. past before. Yeah, yeah we, we yeah. have them printed in Mexico mm-hmm. and then they come and starting I, the day after Thanksgiving because I won't call it the other thing right because we don't celebrate that but starting the day after thanksgiving we put them in every order and we have them at the store it's great until they run out which sometimes is december and sometimes it's february and i bet a lot of your clientele has like the first one they ever got oh sure i think so and then they get a little collectible needy yeah (laughs) Yeah. how how far do these beans go do you get orders from Outside of the United States and diff- no, because we beans are seeds, and the EU so in particular allowed. is right. really picky about it. We are working possibly with Australia to make some kind oh. of exception because oddly we have a lot of people in Australia that would like them, but even we have to start with Canada. We're not even doing Canada, really. right? Huh. Do you know I came back from Italy one year and I had I spent about sixty five euros on seed packets and they got confiscated. Yeah. Beans hmm. filled it in. Yeah, I was so bummed. Yeah. Beans, uh, I had a bunch of heirloom corn because at one point we were going to do an heirloom corn tortilleria. So I had all these samples and they took them. But yeah. beans, they'll, if you say the beans are for beans. eating, they'll let you yeah. bring those in. Actually, like, well, rice that we had, like we put a truffle in a jar of rice. They didn't find that, that luckily. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait a minute. Where did that go? We yeah. used it. Yeah. <laughs> used it where? I think it's long gone. This yeah, is my long, guess. long yeah. gone. <laughs> okay. But um, also your hot sauce. Yes, but this year we have a problem. Our, the people that make it for us were okay. sold and they, we got pushed to the... We're still dinky in okay. so many ways. So we'll do that again, but yeah. we're out of it, really which is hot. really sad. Really good. And what was, what was the... Whose recipe was it? They were mine. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, it took a long time. And then I don't know if you've ever dealt with a co-packer. It just, it takes 20 back and forth. Uh, and they still, like, you so wonder. I, I, it's not something I wanted to go through again. Yeah. Well, aren't recipes real different when you start off small batch and then you sort of move to the larger batch? And it, it, it you'd sure. think that one cup would mean one gallon would mean one right. vat. Right. But right. it doesn't yeah. really work out that way, I think. No, no, and also the taste level of different. I mean, what right. you're looking for, like certain things, maybe I can let this go. Maybe right. You have to be there when yes. it's happening. Yeah. Our biggest thing is that, um, like how we would make a chunky compote or a chutney in the restaurant, does not translate well into a larger co-packing situation because our chunks are too thick. Hmm. Their pipes are too small. Oh right. And wow. so the consistency is never really the same. Huh. But your products are great. You've products you've are worked delicious, it out. But yeah. yeah, I mean, we just have to go, okay, well, if you get it in a, ca- a jar, it's going to be a smaller consistency than if you got it in the restaurant where... But I think it's... it's yeah. A, I think you're the one... I, uh, we're fine. We right. consumers yeah. with the jar. Okay. We're lucky to have that, I think. So <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. yeah. And who's... who? did you find to do the cookbooks for you? Was that someone that was a friend of yours or you just searched them out? You put out a ad in the paper or, or to, to write them? Yeah. To actually, to actually come and do the cooking and do the recipes. You did that all. Are you doing everything? Um, So the very first book I did was with a co-writer, Vanessa uh, Barrington, who Mm -hmm. was great. I know that name. Yeah, I do too. Yes. She's around. She was with, uh, She's done PR, I think, for certain okay. groovy companies. She's and she's an excellent cook, and uh, I love her. We actually didn't get along very well <laughs> in the book, but to the point where when I was doing the vegetarian book, I asked her, "Can you come back? I really oh, want to do this." Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, I, she's very. She's great. I mm-hmm. would. It's not, hard when you're in the middle of a really, you know, that kind of personal project. Sure, it's, and it's everybody has difficult. their own ideas of exactly. what it is, and sometimes. It's not what everyone totally but get she's it. great. I would do it in yeah. the heartbeat. But um, 
the other books I've done myself, except for the vegetarian book I did with Julia Newberry, who's our manager at Rancho Gordo. Mm -hmm. And she has a book background. But the same thing with the logo. I, especially when I first started out and had no money, I was so tired of talking to graphics people mm -hmm. who could not translate what I was saying in my head. It was either too vodioto old timey or they wanted to do it modern and clean up what I'd done. And I had this thing. So I just learned Photoshop and the right. software and, so and did it myself. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I still do, to be honest yeah. with you. So, no, and I I'm the bottleneck it. at our country, company. <laughs> but then now with the books, what I've done is I actually lay them out the way I think I want them and I give them to a designer now because that is hard to believe, a little out of my skill set to design right. a book. Right. So, But I, I'm recognizing that. And I'm also recognizing, you know, for small entrepreneurs, this is really a hard thing. You're the bottleneck sometimes. And you, right. if that's the case, you have to just give up that control that you think right. you need because nothing's getting done because exactly. of you. And I'm sure yeah. my employees, no, employees I, would agree. Yeah, I get it. I yeah. get it. But certain things are just yeah. so important and it's easier. Oh, it's just, I'll do it myself rather than explain it to you. Mm -hmm. But then it just doesn't get done sometimes. Right. So let's learn. I, I would love to do a book on growing a business bootstrapping because we didn't borrow money. I mean, this has all right. been really organic over the years and I don't have any partners. I'm it's, uh, luckily. I think yeah. it's so great for you. Yeah. But it's so great. Yes, and I think part of it is being older, to tell you the truth, because you recognize I can't, we talk about reinventing yourself, I can't do this one more time. This is it. Right. And I actually see this. And even, I always remember there's one moment when I was doing the Marin Farmer's Market on a rainy Sunday in Napa, and I had to get up at five or whatever it was, and it was raining, and I looked at the other houses, and I could see the smoke rising, and everyone's all cozy in bed, and I felt so sorry for myself. <laughs> and I thought, the old me would have said, you know, screw it, I'm going back. I thought, you know, there might be that one person who's coming to the market to see me just on this, for just beer. for my beans on yeah. this one rainy day. And it's like, just shut up, just do it. And uh, right. I do think that was sort of a turning point for me because I was a rather irresponsible, fun-loving younger person. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, were you in the ferry building? You're, aren't you still are? Or No. Exited? So we had the ferry building, I think, for four years. Mm -hmm. And it was a wonderful experience that I would... Worthwhile while yes. you were doing it. But closing it, the decision to close it was the happiest day of yeah. my life. I'm yeah. not a real, I'm not a retailer. And there is a real yeah. art and to retail. Hard. Oh, my God. There yeah. is. There and is. I don't care Yeah, and so it's much. pricey there. I mean, you guys sure. sell a lot of bags of beans. To... Right. You have a $6 item. And right. it's people are really asking you for the... Directions yeah. to slant a door or the bathroom. And right, it's like, well, exactly. I know this is yeah. really working out. The, um, I mean, that is definitely some, one, well, doesn't correlate, but the pro, like with our product line, the fig food line, it's jams and dressings. Beans, you're going to use your bag of beans in a day or two days, depending how many you're cooking for. And a jar of jam could sit in your fridge for like six months. <laughs> or more. Yeah. Or more. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. like I have jars of jam from, I have no idea how long they are. And so it's like in the back of my mind, I have to say to myself, not doing another product unless I do something that you consume the whole thing. Oh, that's interesting. And it is a hmm. really fast, I mean, it's a huge business thing. But I look at your product and I'm so jealous because people know what a jam is and they know what a dressing is. Right. And I have to But a lot of people don't wheel. know what figs are. Oh, that It's hurts. sad. It is sad. <laughs> They're like, I've never tasted a fig. I don't know if I should. Is it like a date? <laughs> You're joking. Yeah. No, it, it, yeah, no, that's that's too yeah. bad. No, but yeah, for us, every sale was like but yeah, no, blood you have out to of explain it yeah. exactly. I mean, I can just see now. You've also done World of Flavors. No, never, never. No, no, I have no relationship oh, to them other than my being a happy neighbor. What's okay. World of Flavors, Sandra? It's at Culinary Institutes, usually in November. Um, every year, every other year, they bring indigenous countries in. <laughs> I'm so surprised to hear you. No, even that. when they did Mexico, it was like, oh, you're wow. doing Mexico. Oh. And they, yeah, it's um, <laughs> and it's been I'm we've gone, yeah, hello, like, and they go far, they go all the way to the deepest forests in Mexico to find someone that no one's heard of. They have you right in their in their backyard. Yeah. But um, we've, we've only gone because of Valley Fig Growers and our uh, relationship okay. with them. And they've been a sponsor, so they get to have a, a booth or whatever. And we would go and cook something with figs or make something. And it would all different. That's like when I met Jose Andres the first time. He was there. He was doing his foie gras in cotton mm. candy. Oh, I mean, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean... People that you would have never met, they really could bring some really good people in. But I just like think about some of the 
uh, lectures that they did and the conversations and, um, you know, God, it, you would be like the perfect person. But sometimes there. when you're so close to home, they don't think about right. you. Right. Uh, we, uh, well, I shouldn't complain, but <laughs> like the Chronicle, wouldn't that be fun to do a story on us? Oh my goodness. I know. Uh, but, I know. But now, you know, if you could add some wine to it, we could get Esther Mobley on that. There you go. And she's such yeah. a good writer. No, and there's great writers, but I yeah. can't. We, I don't have a publicist, and the amount of publicity we've gotten is, is insane. Yeah. So I, yeah. The, this, no, you've done it one bean at a time, honey. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, and I think there's one thing when you hire a publicist to go do all this work for you, but there's, I think. Really good writers love discovering things for themselves. I totally agree. And you just help them a little bit, maybe. Right. Put, nudge them, push them in the right direction, yeah. give them some info they need. Yes. But so, I yeah. do. I Those are my favorite reviews or write-ups or blog posts or the ones that I had no idea they were there. They were very complimentary, which means we didn't do the VIP thing and they right. got just the organic, natural experience. And they appreciated what we were doing. Well, we have a bean club, where, which is closed. Like a, sub, sub, a subscribe? Yeah, I did it as sort of a joke, thinking like a wine club. Okay, we'll right. do a bean I club. Right, I love it. So it's quarterly, and uh, one of the bean club members was actually a writer for The New Yorker, and that's how he decided to do the story on me. Wow. Oh. So that was out in April, and that, yeah. was, that changed things. Yeah. <laughs> you know what so I mean? You, wow. you said it's closed. Wow. That means you we, just can't... We can't handle the any more people is it the administration or it's i mean you just don't have enough beans well it's a production it's a big production i think it's six beans and something extra or maybe it's five beans and something extra i should know but i don't um (laughs) you have people we originally started with like 500 and it kept growing and then the waiting list was just so big so at 5,000, the whole company kind of has to shut down for about three days while we do wow. all the packing. Because they all have to go out at once. Right. And That's wow. incredible. Oh my! Well, you could be like Synquanon and just keep a waiting list for the rest of your life and never let anybody on. <laughs> well, That's when I'm, I'm on that list. Yeah. <laughs> I would probably never get a bottle. People get divorced. They pass it yeah, on to their... Yeah, pass it on. Right? Yeah. Well, the goal was, to, you know, we have a farmer in Mexico and he's got an extra five or 6,000 pounds of right. a bean, which to us... A really good seller is about 30,000 pounds. So, uh, and that's really way too much for a small farmer. And I thought, well, we could just give it to the Bean Club people and they can get all these exclusives right. of small things. And so once you get over five, it starts to get harder. But uh, it's a great economic model. Cause no, we have, a, we have about 150 wine club members and we just try and keep members. Yeah. And it's fun figuring out how to, how do you delight those people? Because right. it's also fun. I, I don't know how to cook beans. It's like okay, right. you're great, but someone who's just what do you have next for me? I can't wait to right. do Discover, it. Discover taste. Right. And we put a silly kitchen magnet in the last one, and they just went insane. Oh, I bet. We also have you a, could just give them a calendar; they would be happy. Well, no, they, they're asking. They, they expect <laughs> that. That's what I give. But I just also on a whim decided, oh, let's do a Facebook group for the Bean Club members. So you have to be a Bean Club member right. to do it. And I cannot believe it's so funny. They help each other. Like, I don't know what to do with this bean. And uh, then there's always great. someone who like, oh, do a ham hock and old fashioned stew, which would bore me to tears. But then there's other people that really want to know what you did in Mexico. And it's it's, it's been it's, really fun. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah, so you create your own community. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Our tribe. Yeah. Who, I people love like it. us cook beans mm-hmm. this way. So but what's really interesting, you know, we were talking about the food kits. Instant pot is what's changed things. Have you ever used that? Oh, I have not. Me I either. have not used an Instapot, but you I have not. I think I had one, but we had I one never we... figured it out. No. Is that like those teapots that you plug in and it just heats up the water? What's an Instapot? It's an electric pressure cooker. Uh-huh. And it also I think does crock pot stuff and I think I'm not sure. But okay. I've never seen more beginners get more excited about cooking. Like this is the thing. So even though for me it's like I wouldn't do it, but uh I've never I'm totally supported. It's not like the kits, which really right. are like pre-cut carrots. Right. And they get a chance to do it. And hi, guys. How are you? We're talking beans. 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 Hi. Beans. We've got Rancho Gordo in the house. Best beans. We are live on a podcast. We'll be live when it goes live. <laughs> um, but, 
you know, and it's funny because like even talking to Kathleen Hill, we were trying, we were talking about different t- subjects to talk about. And I think one of her subjects might be like, how many cooking gadgets do you really need? Well, she's the one to talk. Huh? <laughs> she, exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't think her antiques count. Yeah. But, but there's something to be said about that. You have a crock pot, and then you have an Instapot, and then you get the better right. Instapot. Pressure cooker. Pressure cooker. No, you can get caught up. But I love yeah. toys. So I. Yeah. I, and so I, what do you? Yeah. What do you use mostly? The blender, like I actually love my bl- regular old for soup. Oster blender, yeah, soup. Well, I actually love my immersion blender as well. That's okay. a handy thing. Mm-hmm. I have a wooden thing called a machacadora. I love that. So it's making it's the proper way to make refried beans. But mm-hmm. I also use it when I'm fermenting and pounding the cabbage in the uh, uh, fermenting. Do you make crock. kimchi? It, I haven't made kimchi. I just make sauerkraut usually. Okay. At this okay. point, yeah. Um, which is also funny because I bought that fermentation book from uh, uh Jet. noma um, or the noma is it noma in the in oh nomiku no that no who the groovy oh 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 uh renee yes renee Rudolph, yes yes and i'm like i'm it's, looking through it and i'm like i just want to make sauerkraut I oh i can't even understand that book i'm so sorry to say it looks like it's all formulas yes no and, and it'll, <laughs> when it's really raining and i'm bored i can't wait to you dig into it, it but for yeah. now i'm like mm-hmm. no. so that's a good tool um i use my molcajete which is the lava mortar and pestle um, no, and good pain. I don't know. I, but I don't, also don't, I guess Alton Brown at one point said every kitchen tool should have two or three uses. It's like, oh, shut up. I don't right. like this. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few things I haven't quite taken out of the. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah. No, and then, yeah, you get yeah. romanced by a gadget and it turns out it is yeah. not really necessary. Well, some people just like the to have the gadget. Right. My wife uses like an ice stuff. cream scooper. I, I don't know anyone that uses an ice cream scooper i just use a spoon we used an ice cream scooper growing really? up we yeah. had a couple well, I think different you can bend ones the spoons if the ice cream isn't good oh yeah. a good one is people are talking about cauliflower rice for low carb people and yeah. i thought oh let's just try it and my friends were going on about the different brands is it brands like what of are you ricers t- no of cauliflower rice so it's literally oh, pre-cut cauliflower right, right you just put it on a grater it's that's the what easiest i just think yeah like i don't wouldn't even bring out my food processor because right. it's right. too much you to just, clean exactly you but just they grate it talking about the different brands of pre-cut i just think yeah. okay then we're in trouble yeah. <laughs> 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 well that's one of the newest things is uh, especially for pizza crust is using the cauliflower as a base um, sure. for gluten-free people have you so. had it i have not i haven't either so i, I haven't either but I just like if I want pizza, I want pizza. If I want cauliflower yeah. with some toppings on it, then that's what yeah. I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So it, it's a tough one. But yeah. 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 Well, I like cauliflower. I don't see. I, I mean, love you're cauliflower. Somehow sneak it in in some foreign <laughs> way. I guess maybe for your kid if they're not eating enough vegetables. Right. I don't know. Pretend I mean, that. Yeah. yeah. But the rice, if you in your pan have brown butter and then just toss the raw. Cauliflower in for about five minutes. Is, uh, this is oh, good. What Incredible. Else do you need? But yeah. I don't know. It should have a different name other than rice. But, yeah. Uh, right. It, it is, right. It's fabulous. And I know it's like like vegetarian non dairy cheese. Don't call it cheese. Don't yeah, call it nut. I'd rather not. Like yeah. nut butter cheese. Like call it. Make up a new name for it. <laughs> Seriously. Well, mayonnaise. You know that was a big issue, right? right? Well, we we actually at the restaurant because we'll do the tasting menu for vegans. We have. The, we call it fromage. Fromage. Right. Instead of fromage. I don't right. like that either. <laughs> <laughs> not not that I have an opinion about just it. Just because you didn't come up with it. No, no. I just like, like yeah, like the impossible burger. Well, yeah. it's not impossible. Somebody did it. So yeah. they made it possible. Well, the meaning <laughs> is that you can't believe that it's not meat. The, I can believe it. Yeah. Well, the problem with those two is you cook them to the right temperature if you let it sit for 30 seconds that thing turns into a well-done hockey puck and what's the point okay um, yeah there's so much great vegan food to me that yeah. it's like why but you know, you know yeah whatever. that could be a whole show oh. which i'm sure will attack oh if yeah if you want to get some hate mail let's let's pick on vegans no, 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 I, I love, I love vegans. <laughs> no, what are you talking say, about? If you're just looking to hide for a week. No, I, <laughs> I embrace. Start a fight I with have some an vegans. opinion, but I embrace people's decisions to eat what they decide to put in their body. Right. It's up right. to them. Right. Personal choice. Right. It's easier than politics. Oof. So, yeah. Steve, what's next for you? What's, what are you looking forward to? What are you excited about? 
sleeping at the end of this well, holiday season <laughs> would be a yeah. gift. And you know, I have I'm a single father with a 17 year old son, and I used to be quite free and easy with my passport and it's just collecting dust so you're ready when i get on the road june 6th is graduation day <laughs> and june not, 7th i'm at sfo not, ready to go oh uh, nice where's the first trip uh mexico i, uh, I just yeah i'm itching it's been so now long. do you every town or you go certain places that you like to go back to well two of my best friends live in hidalgo which is a state north of mexico city and no one seems to go, and uh, it's a great place. Wow. And it's uh, got a huge history, and it really is where the barbacoa that everyone thinks is from Mexico City is from. And they, my friends live in an old hacienda uh. that uh, they have a pit where they would bury the cow. We've done cow head and ribs, and we've done a whole pork, mm. and it just cooks under the ground all day. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's pretty wonderful. Yeah, and we go on road trips. We... we I, I have to find out the number of miles, but it, we've done a lot in this truck, gone all over Mexico. Wow. It's not as free as easy as it used to be no. because of the narco thing, right. and it's very upsetting. Right. Um, and I don't know what you're supposed to do about it. But no, I, do I don't either. It's a little, it, it's a little nerve wracking, honestly. Because well, I would no. go on my own. I'd rent a car. I don't no, know that I can no, do that I don't anymore. Think it's such, there's a limited route. But step one would be admitting it's our problem too, and that we're the ones taking the drugs. So we're right. in this thick as thieves. So right. together we have to figure out what we're going to do because it's not, those right. poor Mexicans can't figure it out. It's they like, stop no. taking drugs. This right. war on drugs hasn't really worked. So we need to have a real, lot of really smart people trying to attempt yeah. this. Yeah. And maybe stop selling them guns too. Well, <laughs> you just never thing. know who's on which side. So, yeah. you know. No, it's very complicated. Yeah. But um, no, so travel and sleep are my goals right nice. now. So, like, <laughs> no new products on the way that you want to announce? No, because I think my staff would kill me. At, okay. <laughs> I think, I, and really, it's much easier to have fewer things and do them really well. Sometimes. And, and that is wow. the goal. Yeah. Yeah. How long yeah. did it take to learn that lesson? Well, 17 years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? The books, though. The new, I want to do a book on Pozzole would be the next oh, one. Great but idea. then I really want to do a book on the, we call it the Rancho Gordo Shashak Project, the what we the work we've been doing in Mexico, and I would love to introduce everybody to the different growers or producers, talk about what happened because we have some great stories, and then also have recipes from That's that great, region. I, I would love that book. And it can't be the definitive Mexican cookbook because you can't do that. No, and there's just so many Mexicos, right. and not just regionally but class wise. There's so many yeah. issues, but this is what I saw at my personal re revolution is sort of going to be my attitude, and also you just see so many. Gringo's writing Mexican cookbooks. It's heartbreaking. So, yeah. <laughs> right. like, but I'm doing the same thing. But I really will. I want to give them 100% credit. Oh, you know what we're going to do? I'm sorry. There is one of thing. Okay, Ooh, here we yay. go. Okay, you heard it here first, folks. Well, the Gringo with the Mexican. Um, there's so many non-Mexicans opening taqueria, taco concepts. Or, and it's like, uh, we're going to do community dinners in Napa with Mexican women. We're going to do a workshop I first. I love it. Showing their regional food. And then we'll all sit down and eat together. That's and fabulous. Because really... The guts of this whole thing are women, right. <laughs> and uh, Mexican women we just take for granted. And right. just at our office, we have women from Zacatecas, from Michoacan, from Jalisco, and among each other, their cuisines are almost as foreign as Chinese food. It's right. like well, you do that, and they, right. and so among themselves, they discover great stuff. And we do potlucks, and then once we had we have a general assembly meeting, and one woman made uh, her gorditas, which were stuffed with. Uh, Tinga or something. I don't know. It was really, Different. everyone got totally excited. And she has this feeling of, oh, I have this special yeah. gift. And so we're actually going to do a demo with her teaching it. But we're actually going to take it one step further than do this That's community great. dinner. How would you find out? We, could, do you My, our newsletter, if you go to ranchogordo.com, there's a sign, sign up for up? the newsletter. That's the first and place then, it would be. Okay. Yeah. And, and it's not going to be a big, ambitious Right. Uh, change the world. Oh, look at me. I'm so good because I'm doing this. It's going to really, I just want, and I want these women to make all the money yeah. too because uh, they're the ones doing the cool. show. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, and I want to eat. Yeah, well, I that's know. exactly. I'm yeah. not, I know. no, I don't want you to think I'm selfless. I'm going to be the first in line. Yeah. Yeah. You go. Yeah. No, no yeah. that's why I'm asking how yeah. you find out about it. <laughs> no, and we have a newsletter that goes about twice a month, is the goal. Oh, that's the okay. goal. Okay. Very good. But I'm so particular about. Every, you, I hate getting just, you order something and then suddenly you get 20,000 emails we do twice a month I try and do a mix uh, of recipes and stories and yeah a, a low sell yeah. yeah you know when I worked at Esprit Doug Tompkins was the CEO with his wife Susie mm -hmm. and he said never and we had we were showing the line how we were going to show it to the department stores 
and I said, some girl said, oh, it's so cute. You put this with this and it looks really cute. And he said, never say it's cute. Give them all the information about the product, know it inside out so that the customer can come to no other conclusion that it's cute. So right. let them do right. the adding up, but you right. present so it So make it simple, make it informative. Yes, and you have to know your staff. And you have to. And you maybe can sense that customer prefers to talk about color. This one wants to talk about durability. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. I think right. you just we need to know our product inside and out, and I just hate the heavy sale. Right. Although that's all I've been doing here since right. I've come. <laughs> I know. No, no, no. no. <laughs> this is chit-chat. <laughs> no. no, this has been so great. And what do you, what do you think is um, top selling bean for the winter? Well, the black eyed peas because uh, in the south and they are nouveau. It says two thousand and nineteen. It's their new crop. You're supposed to eat them nice. New Year's Day, and I don't think a lot of us ate them on, in two thousand eighteen. I, so. I don't <laughs> think I've ever had um, black eyed peas on New Year's Day. Oh well, that's yeah, why we're I, in the state yes, we're in. <laughs> yes. I don't want to put this on your shoulders. No, but. I'm going to have to do this. And they say if you want good luck you, or money, you, throw you them have over your collard shoulder? greens. Oh, collard greens for and money. Black this eyed. is good luck, and then uh, cornbread just because it tastes good. Oh, I love cornbread. <laughs> and a, I know collard greens, cornbread, and yeah, black eyed peas are I mean, delicious. That yeah. sounds great. I yeah. know, and they're yeah. quick cooking too because okay. they're, they're really uh, new crop. Okay, so that definitely has been kind of insane. Mm-hmm. In a good way. Well, do you have a, wait. Do you have a favorite bean, or is it like picking children? It's a, yeah, it's the favorite. Okay. You know what? The funny thing is, we cook beans every day to sample in the store, and I'll eat one. It's like, oh, I forgot about this one. Oh, this is my favorite. So my favorite bean is the last one I ate. Usually, okay, I love that because I love all my children for yeah, different reasons. Right. But yeah. Uh, well, if you'd like to get a hold of some of Steve's children. <laughs> go to ranchogordo.com if you're a good home only okay. and a good home and and so i'm assuming 50 states you can ship into uh, hawaii and alaska or no yeah yeah okay yeah okay yeah. but we'd love to see at the store that would be yes or yeah it, locally um what stores are you in it's very fun um well, I'm, your store uh i know sonoma market and glen ellen market had them i'm not the guy who does it Okay. So I think but Sonoma's your store, best. Your store and our store is in Napa. fabulous. Yeah. And come visit the store and look at the old uh, posters. Well, posters and we have samples and I've got oh, a great nice. staff who loves to cook, which is okay. really fun. And then if, if we're around, I mean, you can say hi to me. I'd love that. Um, but also you can see, look at the back and see them packing away. It's, we have a huge staff. Now. We have 16 employees now. That's awesome. Yeah. The last time I was in Steve's office, you were still under a little bit of construction. Oh, it's been a yeah, while then. I know. No, and we have a new machine called the Beast. That Ooh. I do it. <laughs> what does the Beast do? Uh, I love her. She well, she doesn't have a boyfriend. <laughs> she doesn't ask for vacation. It's so. a she. Yeah. It's a robot. <laughs> so she can pack two thousand pounds of beans in an hour. That's what she can oh do. my goodness! Now, yeah. if you could find a Beast that could wash our dishes at yeah, the restaurant, yeah. I would be so happy. <laughs> no such luck, but. I it's know. pretty great. And that's fabulous. And uh, people are all being cross trained. No one's being let go because of right. her. And in well, fact, because you can keep growing. I mean, you yes. can grow. You know, th- thank growing. you for mentioning that. Yeah. I think that's, that's important. Huge. Sure. People, no, no, no. And I wouldn't yeah. do it otherwise. No. Yeah. yeah. No. And I don't want to be the socially conscious. Com- I'm just doing the right thing when I can because it's the right, right thing to do. Like we had, right. uh, we were UPS's biggest account in Napa. I mean, FedEx's biggest account in Napa. And I really was upset at the, NRA response to the Parkland shooting to the point where when I found out that FedEx had a arrangement to co-promote with the NRA, we dropped FedEx, Wow, which was really a big deal for us. And wow. we did at that point, it's more now, but we were doing about half a million dollars in shipping every year because wow. we were mostly oh mail order. And wow. so we switched shipped to UPS. They must love you. Well, they did, but they we weren't really. <laughs> wasn't a good fit. Uh, FedEx now you're dropped, with DHL. No, the FedEx dropped the NRA. Okay, which you is, went back to. Oh, we're, now we're God. back at FedEx. Yeah. I'm so yeah. grateful because I thought I was going to have to go back and just cancel our FedEx account. No, they've. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while, but oh, they, so it took good. them a long. They they're really. Oh. And you know the CEO. I don't agree with politically, but this wasn't the issue about having differences right. of opinion in politics. It was right. the NRA to me is, and it's not even a gun issue at that point. Right. It's like the way the NRA for me, I, I couldn't support well, it. When it's your company and you have certain things, I mean, you have to be responsible to yourself and believe in what you believe in. And if you have a kid in school who's doing ducking right. and because they think there's a shooter out, which had happened to my son twice. Yes. And I'm thinking oh. I didn't have to go through that. And we no. can't even have a discussion about it right. because of the NRA. Right. So, and, 
And I'm not saying I know what the answer is, but I don't no. want them part of, as part of the equation. Is right. what I'd say. Sorry, I didn't mean to go down that no. road. No. More beans, yeah. less bullets. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, there. Right? That's a great tagline. <laughs> this came up with the next T-shirt. <laughs> My next book. You can yeah, you can really buy funny. those T-shirts at thebikegoeson.com. By the way. <laughs> right. We'll get those up. That's oh right. man. Yeah, we're gonna have a whole retail store probably. Oh great. Oh boy. Well, Steve, thanks for uh, coming today. Very nice to meet you. It's so good. fun. And thank you guys for what you so do. You're, you're like a rock in the community. And oh. I think everybody knows that. And we didn't even talk about the fire, but it will oh have to come back God, and the talk books. About... Did you even see the pictures of how many books? Oh, we... yeah. It was Oh, it insane. was unbelievable. Thank you for, you know, being a drop-off spot for us. No, I really I appreciate it. So happy. But I also yeah. remember... Uh, I oh, sent, the cooking. Sent, well, I sent my friend over with a yes. 25-pound sack of yes, beans. Yes, huge pack. No, I think you sent three. Well, we did more. Sa- yeah, yes. yeah. But Yes, we were so grateful. When we were cooking at Sweet D, yeah. reached out to Rancho Gordo. We got beans and beans. And yeah, we did a few thousand meals a day for almost a week. So it great. was incredible. And people don't know. Not that they need to know. I mean, no, you, but that's not why you do it. Know. But it just, I think people need to know what you did. So that well, is my job to uh, yeah, spread that. Yeah, thank you. Love. It was yeah. just... I mean, I always say it was so selfish. I needed something to do. And it, I was grateful that it was something other people actually needed. And, you know, as we keep seeing more and more disasters, it's just everybody needs to find their own way. And it's it was, not all the same. But it was brand new. We weren't really yeah, set up for this. I mean, know? now we've seen yeah. that. You know, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. But you just, I want. Well. I want you on my see, island is all I can Brian came and helped, which you were amazing. Oh, the most fun was that, you know, my executive chef from my hotel actually closed up his walk-in, packed we, everything we up in a all. truck and came over. And then he became my sous chef. Right. Oh, it was great. Wow. So we were doing breakfast burritos yeah. and I was telling him how to do things, which believe me, was not the way it worked at, uh, no. at the restaurant <laughs> every day. Right. How yeah. fun. Yeah. So that was fun for me. And yeah, we yeah. got to do a lot of... Uh, a lot of good stuff in those weeks. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of good people and all yeah. the local people that came together. It, it was amazing. It was, it was amazing. an amazing experience. And it was yeah. nice that Sandra had a place that we could all gather and come up with yeah. those ideas. Yeah. Yeah. I was so grateful. Yeah. And a voice. Yeah. That knew what she was doing. That, right. That helped yeah. a lot. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, Steve, if people want to get a hold of the beans, they can go to ranchogordo.com. Exactly. Otherwise, come see you at the store, which is what's the address over it's in Napa? 1924 Yahomey which is Y-A-J-O-M-E, which I Yikes. assume is an indigenous name at some point. Right, I love it. <laughs> in Napa at in the Cross Streets, uh, Jackson. So it's kind of just north of downtown. And you're open seven days a week? Six, so from 11 to 5.30. Okay, and yes. closed on? Sunday. Sundays. Yes. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sandra? Brian? Uh, we got a lot of... Uh, a delicious afternoon. And, and you know what? It's perfect. I don't know if these beans are getting left here or not. Those oh, yes, beans yes. are getting left to But you. we have yeah. rain we have coming. It's probably going to oh. start raining here in the next couple hours. So yeah. we've got a couple days. I am envisioning me at home with a bag of those beans yes. and making dinner. If you make them soft enough, your daughter can eat some. Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. Good well, idea. You do. Yeah. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hoping right. I did something right when I cooked them. Yes. I'll, I'll be watching the YouTube videos uh, <laughs> right. while I'm cooking. Exactly. Don't worry. That's great. All, all right. right. Well, this has Till been the uh, the bike goes on. We'll look forward to seeing you next week. Please leave us a review on iTunes, and you can also find us at thebikegoeson.com. This has been Brian Casey and Sandra Bernstein. We'll look forward to seeing you next week. Mm-hmm.